Hello. Oh, hi. How you doing, Merlin? I'm great, Dan. Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, Glenn. rabbit. Good morning. Bok, bok. Bok, bok. Man, everything is catching. Yes, everything is catching on fire. What happened? Oh, I got a lot going on here. I'm going to make it quick because I need... What time do you have to be done here? Uh, oh, got? I hour? have... Ex- yes, we, all, we have 55 minutes. Oh, that's just enough time to talk about computers. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I, I need to vent. Uh, it's not bad, but I'm I like so... when you vent. Bring it. Bring it on. Uh, it's a I was date event. Prepared. I didn't prepare. Well, oh. I, I prepared a little. Um, uh, so, so what had happened was uh, I was all ready to record with my, my friend Dan, mm. and who, who's like 50 years of text messages just disappeared for some reason. Um, but I, 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 did, I did what I do sometimes, like, like an idiot. Which is, I, I did a clean my Mac, and then I did a cocktail. Mm. And after the cocktail, it came back up. Whoopsie doopsie, I think, you know, whether when there's a new release, sometimes even just a beta. Full release. Uh, uh, update it. Huh. Sometimes when there's a happy ending, where it'll, <laughs> you, when you get the pop up, you get like a miniature version of that. Oh, hello. Hey. Please, g- hello. Please <laughs> go to security and privacy and click oh, so many yeah. buttons, even though you, these are already approved. And even though when you go to security and privacy, it'll say it's already approved, you still got to go, you know, uh, do, do the little uh, do the little dance. Da, 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 da. That happened. And then, um, so sorry about that. I was actually, I was ready on time. And then, hang on, updates on the Bang Bang Machine. The Bang Bang Machine, much like, let's say, uh, somebody who's just moved into their first apartment, has invited some friends. Uh And uh, so I'm real quickly going to run you through a couple new friends of the Bang Bang Machine. There's, uh, There's Dr. Cut Cut. Um, we have a, uh, a concrete cutter is what it's called. Oh. And, and that's the biggest saw you ever did see. And, and then, uh, and then, so they do this thing though. The new thing they do now is they make a, uh, what do they call it? Not forceps, but when you're operating, spreaders, yo, spreaders, stat. Yeah. Okay. So, so now you have uh, Professor Spready comes in and now this is the thing. What they do is they put in these things that I want to say it's almost like a metal plank. Yeah. If you can imagine a very long piece of, I'm assuming, steel. Yeah. That's that's yeah, maybe foot two feet wide and then maybe ten feet long. And so they they need to get that into the ground as as a kind of spreaders. And yeah. uh, the way they do that is that they change the the kit on the caterpillar and it, it grabs it with this grabby arm on the claw crane, and then it goes tong, 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 at 102 decibels. I checked it on my watch. Um, so those are some of the new people in your neighborhood. I'm also making inroads with the crew. I, I've said good morning to them pretty often. Um, so that's that's a lot of it. And then there's other things. Uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, you know, I had to do that thing in, in New York earlier in the week. Thanks for you to do that thing in New York. You had to do the thing in New York. So I'm back, oh. you know, but like I find... Manhattan, Manhattan, and did you know Manhattan. that that's a real thing? I thought that was just him being is silly. Laza? Is that the original like Indian yeah. yes. name? Yes, that's I, so freaking. I funny. couldn't believe it. I I, lo- I didn't look it up, but I, I did wonder. Manhattan, Manhattan, but uh, I I, I think my re- hat is probably cursed. Watch season two on the flight back. Oh god, and that's just two. like I'm not going to knock down season one or three. 
you know, with season one, I think they did a remarkable job of finding themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like if they, they had only ever done episode one. If they'd just even done the cold open on episode one, it would have been a victory. <laughs> I know. But the fact that it kept, that they really leaned into these characters. I'm so glad you've watched the show, Dan. That makes me happy. We're talking here about the uh, FX. Uh, it's hard to tell sometimes when you're watching FX because they only have like five or six credit things to say FX Fearless. But uh, we're talking about the FX show, What We Do in the Shadows, yes. which is based upon a movie. Uh, called What We Do in the Shadows, and everyone should watch it. So we, uh, I watched that, and it's just, I think this is maybe the either the third or the fourth time that I've watched these seasons through. And it every single time I, I notice something a little different, I notice something I missed, and it keeps getting funnier every single time. Oh, I I, 100%. It. And I, I know I say this a lot, and I don't care, but you can just keep going around, occasionally <laughs> returning. I feel the same way about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, where it's like watching episodes just make me want to watch other episodes, which is a really good sign. It's just that in this case, like each time you go back and rewatch anything, like you said, it gets richer because yeah. you appreciate the character because the characters are there from the beginning. But then they find things like they discover like the Colin Anderson, <laughs> um, like Colin Robinson. Reaction. Oh, sorry, Colin Anderson. Somebody on Twitter. Hi, Colin. <laughs> hey, Colin, Colin Robinson. Uh, Colin Robinson uh, has uh, like they just, they start leaning into that look he gets when his eyes he opens uh -huh. his mouth and his eyes get weird because he's yeah, training he's someone's absorbing energy. the energy or, or just like eventually then in season even two and three then that becomes like just somebody's very unhappy um uh i still think I, I this is a controversial take but i still feel like the atlantic city episode is one of the great things yeah very very quotable <laughs> so you were up in Manahata. yes did you bring? A, did you wear a cape? You look like a right tart. You I mean, you have to cape. work. Everybody wears a cape. <laughs> 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 I like when the Baron puts on two ruffs. <laughs> um, the Baron, that guy's Doug Jones, man. What a goddamn actor! I looked him um, up after that, and uh, oh, you—he's the guy. He's I was like, like our Andy Circus. Oh my gosh! Like yes, uh, he's amazing. And he's, he's the he's the the, the the sex with fish man. Yeah. <laughs> he is two characters in the very upsetting uh, Del Toro movie. Pan's Labyrinth. That's right. He's That's where I think we saw him first yeah. from. Or I did. Yeah, he's amazing. But you're back. We should probably not uh, dither around. I apologize for everything. Um, well, what I was going to say, Merlin, is yes. after, Sorry, you're there. after traveling like that, like it takes me, it takes me longer now than I feel like it used to to like recover from. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like you fly um, be, out you because know, of co well, I mean, you tell me. Use your words. What? what <laughs> why do you suspect? What do you notice in your feelings uh, about now versus before? I Just think, getting back I think into it is hard. I think or? it's the COVID stuff. I think it's like all yeah, the extra. You must be on it. You're on edge the whole freaking time. Yeah, yeah, when we flew to freaking Rhode Island in August, which was a terrific idea, <laughs> like, and you had to wear a mask the whole time. But I was that particular guy. I might as well have had a red hat on. I just go, oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's K on ninety five, and I, I keep doing this thing where I pinch the front and kind of pull it so I could get a breath. Yeah, it doesn't. And I help. felt like I felt like one of those Karens that's always calling it a muzzle. It's very, it's so stressful. And everybody, have you noticed that everyone's terrible now? Have you noticed that everyone has gotten? People were, have been terrible since before this program started airing 80 years ago, but people are so effing crazy right now. I feel like everyone has lost their goddamn mind. In the Did world as a whole or, wh or what? Well, I mean, like, yeah, everybody's, there's just, maybe, I, 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 I mean, the, the, the sort of perfunctory, my, my perfunctory guess is that 
people have had two years of being really angry and frustrated, on top of which they've kind of, a lot of us, including, including Mr. Putin, have obviously gotten a little weird about how to be around other people, how to interact. I mean, Americans have not been great at standing in lines for a while, but, and airport terminals are certainly not, that's, you know, pff, terminal zero, man. Like all the, you know what, dude, they're not calling your area yet. Get out of this area. People need to walk through here. I just, I don't know. I just, maybe it's me. I just feel like everybody's gotten so weird and crazy and short-tempered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. And I think I that, wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work on a plane right now. No, thank you. Yeah, hmm. I think I think people are. They're just, they've had it. You know, everyone's just had it at this point. Yeah, which it's, it would be nice if that were a solution. But anyhow, uh, we're, but we're coming out of it. Everything's great. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Mm-hmm. Dan, mm. um, you've alerted me that we have a somewhat, not limited amount of time, but we don't have unlimited amounts we of time. We don't have unlimited amount of time. Well, I had so much good stuff prepped, but it's all odds and sods. Let's do it. Those can, are my favorite shows. No, 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 no. Because are we going to talk about computer machines? We didn't talk about that's right. We were talking about the. Uh, we're going to talk about the. I mean, is there, is there much guy to right s- here. Will I mean, this is we're talking about talking about it. Yeah. Is there is there enough? Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, but but like I I don't I don't have that much to say that isn't what literally everybody is saying, which is holy crap. But okay, so you would you would would you would you cede me time to go through a few of my my bullet items and then maybe uh, a third of the time, and then the other two-thirds we'll talk about computer machines? All right, let's do it. I like that plan. And we have one sponsor this week, is that correct? We have the one. A beloved sponsor. Oh, very. Um, a recommendation for something to listen to. Um, uh, turns out <laughs> that amongst the Turns Out podcast, one that I enjoy, as mm-hmm. we discussed here, is uh, Freakonomics. And uh, I think y'all, Freakonomics radio show, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. uh, it's in notes already, Really good episode this week um, called, I think it's called Why Are There So Many Bad Bosses? And I uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to alert people. I don't want to use the S word. I'll say stuff. Like, you guys, if you listen to the show or you used to listen to the show when it was good, this is so our stuff. Why are there so many bad bosses? People who are good at their jobs is a podcast episode. People who are good at their jobs routinely get promoted into bigger jobs they're bad at. We explain why firms keep producing incompetent managers and why that's unlikely to change. And the person they're talking to is named, oh, I feel really bad. I think Katie Johnson looks like maybe is the main one. Yeah, I think it's Katie Johnson. Um, And Dan, I mean, maybe third on the list. Yes, they do get to the Peter Principle. What is the Peter Principle? It's an idea, a very sticky idea that uh, this guy Peter came up with, which is that, you know, in an organization, people tend to rise to their level of incompetence, right? Which obviously, if you hear this topic, why are there so many bad bosses? Why do people keep getting promoted to, and they're terrible at it? Mm. Like I say, that's maybe the second or third most important thing in this because they do talk about the Peter Principle, but they're talking about it a, in the service of, well, what does that have to do with bad bosses? And B, is the Peter Principle, was it ever a thing, and is it still a thing? Mm. And to, to, uh, to, to what your uh, listen holes, I'll say, you know what? Turns out, yeah, it's totally a thing. And you know what? It's totally a thing specifically in tech, which we have talked about as well. Have we not talked about how it is that somebody goes into, uh, well, you, you wouldn't think of it, you, you end up in a technology field like programming, 
But that comes via an interest in being what we would now call a practitioner of that. Okay. Don't you think? I mean, like when you started, like real quick, when you first started dicking around with uh, programming development, mm-hmm. I mean, did you make the turtle move? Were, were you doing logo? Like what was, what was, was there ever a time when you, do you remember when you went from not knowing much of anything about programming to learning a little bit about programming? I, about when was very, that? What very, very vividly, actually. Yes. Uh, very much. What, what, how long are we talking about here? <sighs> 80s, 90s? Yeah. I mean, it would have been uh, 1980. Three was my first so exposure right to 10, 10, 11, 12, 11 years old. Like I went to summer camp and they, um, I was, my, my mom was a English professor at uh, Broward community college mm-hmm. and they had a, you know, she needed something to do with me while she worked in the summer because all teachers make about still $24,000 a year. And that hasn't changed. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. And if you get two jobs, they just split it into 12, 12K times two. Right. And she worked all summer, so she had to do something with me. Well, they happened to have it's a summer ceiling. Camp. It's called, it's, it's that's called the, the, te- the teaching ceiling. The teaching ceiling. And they, uh, they had, a, in the summer camp, for some reason, there was an hour out of the day or after lunch where they took us into an auditorium and they had... What, what at the time seemed like very adult, mature people, but in retrospect were probably just college students um, explaining. Because you don't know anybody between the ages of 18 and 45. It's the same age. merely just, just old. Old. Yeah. And they would explain computers. I remember very, very vividly they had an Apple II. And they opened wow. it up, and they let us look inside. Like a 2E, probably? 2C? Uh, let me see. I want to say... See, the color one, right? No, yeah, not color. Them looking at... Okay, that's the 2C. I'm pretty sure probably it was... 2E. It was an E. It was a 2E. And they had the 2E opened up, and they like showed us. So, like, this is the CPU. This is the RAM, the memory, you know, like... And then, of course, the hard drive is plugged in next to it. Uh, you usually had two hard drives sitting on top of it underneath the monitor, for those of you uh, floppy, playing floppy along drive. at home. Floppy, hard drives or floppy drives? Five and a quarter inch floppy drives. Yeah. And, you <laughs> know, it was fascinating to me. And I was like, this is really, really cool. And so then throughout the summer, they started teaching us about programming. And they gave you the choice. They forced you to sit in the auditorium and listen. But once you were out of there, then you had the next, I don't know, half hour to either write programs on your 2C or play video games on the computers. And you know, I think probably 80% of the kids, maybe more, would just play video games. <laughs> God, uh, I can't even imagine what a video game would look like on an Apple II. I, you know, you have died from dysentery type stuff. Um, oh, it's te- text adventure. Yeah, you know, things, with like yeah. the really horrible, um, like a borderline ANSI type graphics. But then there was also... You, <laughs> you know, were playing Red Baron. There was Moonla- Moonlander was probably there. And we also had TRS-80s in, in the room. And those had the CRT screens, the sort of bluish white uh, or green right, right. screens. And, and, you know, so I... I I was one of the kids that wrote programs and it was not logo at that time. We were not doing logo. We were doing basic. Um, and so right. it was very like print your name on the screen and make it repeat. And like, look, my name's yeah. filling the whole screen <laughs> uh, or putting a little Christmas <laughs> tree made out when of asterisks. you undertook that and you found yourself at the fork in the road of, do you want to, uh, here's two E's. It's too easy, uh, too strong. Uh, you uh, you can either go play video games or you can dick around with programming. Was it foremost in your mind at that point that you, you would probably want to uh, 
you're learning that because mainly you eventually wanted to lead a team of other programmers. Yeah, I mean, I thought you know eventually I'll be uh, working <laughs> sure. on you know Gantt charts and yeah, you get a, get a parking space, you yeah. get a parking lot to put stories in, right? All that kind of stuff. Anyway, I, I don't want to go on because we are short on time, but um, check out this episode because I think y'all would like it. Um, and I, I just feel like it, it gets at, boy, it gets a lot. Oh, what was I watching? Oh God. The amazing Hulu series, the dropout for which Amanda oh, Seyfried I should win. I just seeing that's, that's about the, um, Theranos thing. She should that win. so good. She was great in Mank. And I think she was nominated for that, if not won that. But she, uh, boy, she's come a long way from Mean Girls. Not that she wasn't great in, in Mean Girls. I mean, you know. She, she had to ask how to spell orange, and she has uh, ESPN. Um, but, uh, oh my God, she's come so far. It's so good. But there's one point, um, spoilers for history, fairly early in the company where a bunch of people leave. And I think this is a true story. On the way out, they gave her some books on management, including the no a-hole rule. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this encompasses that as well. Like, Anyway, I, I just think people should listen to this and you, you like it. The lady they talked to is really cool. And uh, I don't know. There's, a, you know, one thing that really got me. It's so the things that end up um, making you scratch your head and go, kind of go, huh, that's interesting, are often things outside your domain or your field. Well, outside my domain or field is the area of sales. One of the things they discovered, turns out, is that so sales is all, all, almost unique in the sense that. On the face of it, that person's productivity or output as a salesperson is weirdly quantifiable. On the face of it, okay? We'll get to this. On the face of it, it's weirdly quantifiable compared to so many other knowledge work jobs, right? So, like, you know, David Allen used to say that, you know, you don't appreciate when you're young having what he calls a widget cranking job Mm -hmm. just to say, you know, dollar sign uh, physical work. Here's a pile of uncranked widgets. These widgets need to be cranked. If I cranked more widgets today, I did a better job. Okay, you might have that in piecework. You might have that in gig gig economy stuff, but you very rarely have that. If you're somebody who does actuarial tables in the insurance industry, there's not something, there's not much as easily quantifiable as who sold the most houses this week. Right. Or who got the most contracts, you know, even in IT this week. And what they what they discovered was that the people the people who were becoming managers and had been good salespeople were not nearly as effective or good at what they were doing as managers as the people who weren't good at sales. Mm-hmm. So people who started out being not very good at sales often became good managers, and but not vice versa. And, I mean, that's just in something very quantifiable because, now let's deepen that a little bit. On the, Why did I say on the face of it? How about this, uh, and I'm cribbing this from this episode, how about you start looking at the productivity of, let's say, Dan's the manager, the Danager, <laughs> Could you capture that, please? Sure. Assistant to the regional manager. Um, but you, uh, but you, what if you look at that? What if you take their sales or the sales of their team, rather? Sorry, it's so loud here. The sales of their team, but also then compare that against year over year against, say, retention. Like if the re- if you have people who are, let's say you're, you're driving them like a 
you know, like a, a I don't say slave master. If you if you're really pushing everybody around and they're doing a lot, that's great, but they might burn out and quit. Like, how good are you at retaining talent? How you know how good are the reviews that you get from your employees? As against, you know what I mean. All this stuff. It's just, of course, it gets to the most basic idea of why a show like this exists, which is knowledge work is often difficult but always weird. And you know, anytime you're doing stuff that is kind of information related or the soft skills of dealing with people. Anyway, I thought it was so good. I think I, I think you'd like it too. It's it's a good show. Freakonomics turns out. Boom. Um, just, you know what? Let me do it. How, how about this? I'm yeah. tired of talking. Okay. I'm going to burn through some things that I put in the notes, and I'm going to say this very quickly. If you want to talk about any of this, we can. But I worry that because I do the thing John Syracuse hates and I populate the links before we've talked about it, so, you know, it'll be there. Because I guess he doesn't like to look at things before we talk about it. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. Uh, exciting things. Uh, wonderful uh, extension for Safari on the Mac that I love. Uh, from, I oh, yeah, Jeff I saw John- you with that. That's the Twitter thing with the little buttons yeah. next to it for four. This guy, Jeff Johnson, I talked about this a lot a, f- a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. Uh, Jeff Johnson, I think, maybe best known for Stop the Madness, which is an amazing Safari extension for fixing a lot of just dumb stuff on the web. Uh, I got two things because it's always two extensions with me. Um, I, I, it's been driving me crazy for a while that... Boy, this is one of the, you know what, I'm going to get yelled at by so many different people for so many different reasons. I tend to compose, if I'm going to have a tweet on the Twitter, I I tend to write that in drafts. Almost always in drafts, either on iOS. I mean, I write a lot of my text messages before I send them. I'm that weird. And I do try to use, you know, syntax and grammar and punctuation and stuff like that. And I, I, I write, I look at it. Also, a thing that drafts will do that other things won't do is like, it'll make it clearer than ever. Like, did you just duplicate a word? Did you miss a word? You know, that kind of stuff. And I'll, I'll copy that and then I, I paste that into Twitter and then I look at it and I see if I like the way it looks and I'll edit it and I try to tighten it up because, you know, who cares? I do. Um, it's been driving me crazy for so long that when I'm in the Twitter drafts, box, the text area probably, what we used to call a text area. The arrow keys left and right work, but the arrow keys up and down don't. Mm. And I am I I am and I encourage uh, uh I encourage you to become a person who learns those your T your T arrows, mm-hmm. but also then learns the keys that go with that, like especially option command and shift. And as you know, Dan, uh what is option takes you uh, left and right takes you over like a word uh, shift you're selecting when you hit the arrow. Um, I, 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 anyway, just trust me. You don't care, but trust me when I say that it's it, it's powerful to use those arrows. Now, now the reason I'm going to yell that is some people are going to say, "Why are you using Twitter on the web to begin with? You should be using, um, you know, Twitter Face or whatever." Yeah, I know. Like, uh, hey, that wouldn't happen to you if you were using, you know, Twitter Bong. And it's like, yeah, and if I moved to Idaho, I'd be near potatoes. What's your point? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm using this. Like, can, can I just... Tweaks for Twitter by Jeff Johnson, the maker of Stop the Madness. Uh, it's in notes. Please check it out. It lets you very easily turn off a bunch of really noisome crap on both Mac OS and iOS. Of course, they're different, and that's the art. Uh, I learned that if you have tweaks for Twitter, which you should have if you're on the web like me, not using, um, 
you know, a Twitter butt, like whatever your favorite app is, um, you should get tweaks for Twitter because it turns off. You can turn off. You get so much control. You can turn off that font some people don't like. You can turn off. I don't even see the DM drawer. I don't even see trending things. It, you, you don't need to run another filter app if you just want to deal with Twitter on the web because that's what you use at work or whatever. Uh, check out Tweaks for Twitter. And now my arrow keys are back and I'm so happy. Also, you know, uh, you know, backdoor suggestion, learn that key command stuff. Well, I, I only do this like six times a year, but I will, once again, uh, once again, I, uh, my Imperator Furiosa will go find the Apple page about keyboard commands. And once again, once again, I will tell you, I bet there's at least one thing on there you didn't know. Now, now do you, when you do text editing outside of a terminal, are you using the arrow keys and those meta keys to do stuff? Constantly. I don't remember when I picked that. You get so fast. You don't yeah. have to learn VI. You uh, can just learn these well, these arrows. Talk about VI. But I, I mean, even mm. just those little, simple, little keyboard commands. It's funny because we're so focused now on touchscreens and things like that. But there was a day when there were people who, did, and, and this is going to sound so weird. I remember a lot of developers who were like, I do not want to take my hands off the keyboard. Like they didn't want to reach to, to the mouse. They wanted everything to be a keyboard command. And if you remember, especially if that's how you had grown up using a computer, remember, I mean, you remember don't word perfect. Yeah. Word perfect yeah, just, was the blue a, screen and you could do everything oh, on the keyboard with the macros. There was no mouse, nothing like that. And that, that was the normal and I way. I think people, I think it, it would be understandable. I'm anticipating an objection here, which is, oh, I'm not a writer or I'm not a this or that. Well, you're, if you're using letters on a screen, if you're using that, that, that big thing with all the, the letters and numbers on it in front of you to, to make letters and numbers and whatnot appear, like you are writing. Like, don't, I mean, oh, I only do that once a day. Well, you only sleep once a day, mostly, but it's a third of your life. Like, get good at this, uh, and I will find that for notes. Dan, where would people find notes for episode 568 of your Back to Work program? 568 is going to be backtowork.limo slash 568, courtesy of Merlin and Xavier Mann. Um, just uh, two more super quickies. Um, I have discovered... Is there a truck so, backing used... up in the background right there? Is oh, yeah, one? yeah, and also the air horns out there for directing traffic, yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say there used to, when I, when I was a person who used Chrome before I learned better, um, I appreciated more than anything, I think the huge ecosystem of, of extensions. And whilst I appreciate that Safari is, you know, in, in any number of ways, more secure, less permissive than other browsers, I have missed the extensions that we heard were going to be ported over any day now. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it happens, but not a lot. Um, I used I used to love the ability. I had I don't know what it's called, but I had an extension for Chrome that would let me remove results from Google. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, 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 God, what happened? Oh, the other day, I was um, making some changes to my VPN privacy setup, and I you know experimenting with Guardian versus uh, you know uh, you know. Uh, Shield my IP address versus full-on relay, all that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. um, just messing around. And so I, I, I usually, when I want to test VPN stuff, I usually go to, uh, I think it's called iPleak.net. iPleak? But as you know, if you've ever searched, go search for VPN test on the Google search engine, and it's really depressing. It's like trying to buy Viagra. That's the worst. Like, iPleak.net 
I feel like ought to be pretty high up. I put that or its you know siblings or the pages that collect all of the non-branded, non-company VPNs. It will surprise you to know that almost the entire first page of Google is filled with VPN tests. And guess who puts up those VPN tests? Dan, do you want to guess? You do. Who? I do that because I have a VPN company. Yeah. And when you go and test your VPN using my VPN company's page, it'll tell you that you're not secure because you're not using my thing. Mm, that seems like a scam. Well, it's, I get it. This happens for tons of stuff. I'll go out and try to find some piece of Mac software and I'll end up finding, you know, the 35 easiest ways to convert to M4V. And, you know, if you want, you want M4V verter. It's like, oh God. But like, it's so depressing to me. And then on top of that, have You're you so seen right about the new kind of scrapey, like scrape the shovel blog sites where you go somewhere and it's obviously some kind of a jam, jam up that's trying to like install crap you go somewhere and you click and it looks like a thing and it looks like actual articles and then when you arrive there it's like you know uh whatever uh polish national light bulb 35.io you get these wackadoo you know what i'm talking about you get these weird results that are seo optimized <sighs> i finally discovered or rediscovered somebody has taken a an open source thing and made it into are you there yeah, I'm are you there? Listening to the beep. Oh, sorry, thing, yeah. it was it was yeah. it was doing the bloop bloop bloop. Um, it's called U blacklist. Letter U blacklist. <laughs> and this let they this couldn't have come back, up with a better name. <laughs> well, I think that might that might be the name of of the project upon which should, they're they building. should pick a better name for the project then it's the worst name i've ever heard but it's back baby and now <laughs> it, when you're doing a search on google and you get something you keep seeing these same dumb sites and like in my case you look, blacklist <laughs> you it's you 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 i hold in my hand 35 <laughs> shovel blog sites um the work in the state department um you blacklist you black you blacklist um but then uh, you just hit a button and, and it blacklisted. It's got really nice options. It's real easy to use. And I mean, here's another one. I love you guys all so much. I, I feel your pain trying to do publishing at, at a time when it's pretty rough to be doing print publishing. But there are just so many sites that I land on where I get the Admiral pop up, whatever it's called. The whole like, it looks like you're using an ad blocker. It's like, no, I don't, it doesn't look like it. I definitely am. Like, because you call it an ad, I call it spyware. Like, I call it malware. So there are sites where I don't even want to see the results because every time I go, Bloomberg, you go to Bloomberg and you land and you only get like Wall Street Journal. I get how many people actually subscribe to the Wall Street Journal? They're always really. You pay money to Rupert Murdoch. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, guess what? I can take that out of results now. And I this now I am turning Google back into something like stop trying to be smart and guess for me, Google, because you obviously suck at it for certain kinds of searches, product things airline tickets, wiener medicine, you know, whatever it is. And uh, anyway, you blacklist is real good. And I think y'all should check it out. It's in notes. Other one, this is from, oh, I finally did actually, for this one, I did actually write down who the person is who told me about this. My thanks to uh, Robert Charl on uh, on the Twitter machine. We're talking about my, my brass pencil, brass pencil that, that I liked last week and Robert Charl. And now you like a lead holder. Is that correct? I mean, it's not the only thing that I use. I've been using these mechanical pencils that I get from the Japanese store across the street uh, Hi. more. Hi. Hi. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to define you. I'm just saying. You, but you, I do you like, like a lead holder. And there's a specific lead holder 
that that I like. I will put into the show notes. We've talked about it before. It's the um, it's the oh, one that's it's the that, blue one. It's the, the blue, blue one. The blue, 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 Bloomberg. Blue I'm looking, um, you know, I'm look, searching through my order results, and I typed in lead holder, and it's like, no, I'm not gonna see. Now that's gonna, gonna probably give me that. Yes, that lead holder. Mm, put lead in your pencil. I wanted to thank Robert Shaw because he pointed me to, um, oh boy, a very bespoke mechanical pencil that I that I instantly bought, and it is so freaking cool. Um, so l- listen, if you're one of those people, like a mechanical keyboard person, if you're like a, 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 a oh boy, there we go. If you're, if you're a pencil person, you certainly already know about this. It's on all the pencil blogs. It's on Jet Pens. But I want to tell you about the, oh boy, the O-H-T-O, the Oto. Oto? Yeah, this is the new one that you were doing. I'm putting these in. I found I found it, by the way, and I I'll put tell my, you. Mine's in there. My, the Oto Super Pro Mecha Drafting Pencil, mm. 0.5 uh, mm. This thing is it's gorgeous. It feels amazing. And it has, <laughs> uh, to, to my basic usage to like you know draw dicks or whatever mm-hmm. it's so over engineered but that's what i love about it it just feels good it's got little rubber rings uh, at one part to make it grippy and then it's got a oh shoot what's that word uh there's a name for this in the knife world but that kind of knurled uh pattern to make it easy to hold but we're just getting started here yes it comes with a cap you can take off with a has an eraser yes it's got a clip but it's got these wild adjustments to it. You know, normally if you take out a Pentel, you go tick, 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 or whatever your preference is, and, and the lead comes out. And then when you're done, you hold the end and kind of push it back in. With this one, you can adjust Take that how out of much... context, and it's a whole whole other show. Go Google that, man. Yeah, you seriously. You block list. Yeah. And I'll, don't worry, we're going to do something you like in just a second. Now, now, here's the neat thing that's so cool about this. You can adjust... This specifically, you can adjust, you know, there's like, so you've got the pencil, then there's that little sleeve, kind of like like, like, a, like a dog's, you know, a dingus holder, and then the actual lead comes out of that little sleeve. You can say how much sleeve you want showing, and you can say how long you want the lead to be, and it remembers it. It has adjustments, you turn things. This is a very cool pencil. So I just, I wanted to uh, thank a um, um, friend of the show, listener listener of the program, uh, Robert, Robert Charles. It, it makes me feel good. I still like Tool, T-U-L. I still like Tool for my pens. This is very, very cool for a pencil. And it's not even that, that fancy. I mean, this was $14, which is pretty good for a nice mechanical pencil. They make all different ones, but, uh, oh, the grip type is knurled with a K. Mm-mm. I mean, strikeout. So the one that I use, Merlin, is yes. called the Stadler Mars 780 Technical Mechanical Pencil 2mm 780BK. Ooh, and, uh, that's a lot of BK. It's, it's the one that I started using when I was a sophomore in high school, when I was in my drafting class, which is you took, you took two or three years of drafting classes, and then you worked your way up to the actual like architecture and at the time, I thought maybe I'd be an architect. Why not? Seems fun. Yeah. Easy. Like George Costanza wanted to be. It's an easy job. Yes. So, I mean, it's, I started it's, it's using all, this. all the money's in blueprints. Yeah. I put the lead that I like in there uh, as well. And then, more important than that, though, there is a little sharpener in the little end of the lead holder. Uh, but I recommend instead the Stadler 502 BKA 6 Mars Rotor Reaction Lead Pointer and Tub for 2 millimeter leads, or leads, as you would say. As I said, uh, yeah. which is five hundred two BK The leads are weak. Blue. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. <laughs> You're weak. <laughs> Who told you you could draw with men? 
And so this is really cool. The little tub is you extend your lead and you point it in there and you swirl Ooh. it around, Merlin, oh, and it, it sharpens it. Yeah. It's gorgeous. But gently, right? You don't don't rush. To, you don't have to do it gently. Slow, right? slow. It's up mm-hmm. to okay. what you're in the mood yes. for. Verbal consent. Mm-hmm. We love pencils. Dan, we got to move on. What? Oh, oh, criminy Pete. So do, do you have to be out of here at half past the hour? Yeah, at a, at a, I'm going on. Um, I think I can say this. I'm going. I don't care. I'm, I, I, I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. No, no, I, I literally don't care. But where are you going? <laughs> I'm going. You're going to go see Dave. You're going to see Dave Weiner, right? A- Adam Adam Curry and the other guy, uh, yeah. Dave Jones, do a show. Oh, did you say Dave Jones? They have like the locker. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Exactly right. Well, I call him Davey. Yeah, There's a little heart in there. You're going to go on a podcast. Is that right? And it is called Podcasting 2.0, and it is Adam mm-hmm. Curry's, um, like, they talk about the, the new spec that Oh, that, they that did technology and, thing, yeah. the podcast. Oh, I got to learn what that is. So okay, well, I want to talk about the computer machine uh, until you tell me to stop. Um, so if you would, please, would you? I want to tell you about something yeah, I like before I tell you to up. stop. I know right. you're backing up. Tell me about something you like. I'll mute. So here's, here's the thing. Yeah, don't mute it. I like it. It's a very NPR to have it playing in the background. I don't think it's very NPR. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute. I don't get more iced tea. It's hey, like, Dan, tell me about something you like. I'll what? tell you a little bit about New Relic. Uh, uh. Oh, there he goes, New Relic. So uh, here's the thing: if you've ever spent any time uh, doing software development, building applications, running applications, managing servers, any of that kind of stuff you have run into the same issue. And that is that emergency page that you get when you're on call or when you are told that there's something wrong with a server, people are panicking, the site is not working. What are you going to do? How are you going to figure out? How are you very quickly going to find out what is going on? Well, there is a solution for that. It's called New Relic. You can quickly run down that incident checklist and find the problem. So for example, here's some of the tools that they have that'll help you do that. They have something called the errors inbox, right? It's going to show you right away what is going on in your application because New Relic isn't just a monitoring solution that says, oh, your server's up. No, it does so much more. It actually looks at the SQL queries. It looks at your code. It understands the bottlenecks. It can show you the page loads. It can show you the aspects of your application that are actually taking longer to run or where the problem is. You click the little error, you'll find out in the deployment marker where it all began. You can dig deeper. You can say, oh, this is a problem with Kubernetes. No, it's a database thing. This query is hung. Whatever it is, it's going to show you that and it brings the intelligence with it so that you're not just going to see an error and you're left to kind of try to sort through code and find out what it is. It'll tell you the specific line of the specific file that's having the problem. Really, really amazing. And this is what you get when you're combining 16 different monitoring products into one platform. So your entire engineering team can see across the entire software stack all in one place. It lets you pinpoint issues, like I said, down to the line of code. It's really, really amazing. Who uses it? Places like DoorDash, GitHub, Epic Games. There are 14,000 companies, including mine, that use and rely on New Relic to debug and improve our software and our software experience. So it doesn't matter if you're one of these little tiny cloud native startups, if you're a fortune 500 company, it takes five minutes to set up and to start having real data flowing in, in like real time from your environment. So this is the thing, go to new relic before that next late night call that happens, get access to the entire new relic platform and a hundred gigabytes of data free forever. You don't even need to give them a credit card, which is a very nice, you go to new 
relic, N-E-W, R-E-L-I-C, newrelic.com slash back to work. They gave us a special URL, newrelic.com slash back to work. Go there, sign up. You're going to get that special offer that is uh, uh, full access to everything and 100 gigabytes of data for free forever. Go check it out. And we would like to say thank you very much to New Relic for making this show possible. Merlin, Xavier, man. Thanks, New Relic. Puck, puck. I watched a really good video on Nebula uh, while the I was other doing, day. While I was doing the ad read, you watched it? Or? Manhata. 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 I watched a really good video where this guy uh, who's really uh, into the X-Men did his fantasy casting for the new Marvel uh, X-Men. It's really good. You know what? I'll, I'll see if it's on YouTube. I finally bought in for that Nebula Skillshare, you know, rat king of, of services. And mm-hmm. I, Nebula's fun. I mean, it's still a lot of people looking surprised in the thumbnail, staring at clip art. But, huh? But uh, his idea for Professor X, for example, is that he Professor X, Matthew McFadden, the guy from Succession, Tom Wamsgans. Yes. His idea for Beast, um, what's his name, Sam Richardson, mm-hmm. the African-American actor from I Think You Should Leave and Veep and uh, Detroiters and everything, who's actually said he wants to play Beast. Really good, really good fantasy casting. Oh, oh, he, he came up with, uh, obviously this is implausible, his idea for Cyclops. He makes, when well, he explains his case, like why? Like, I like James Marsden. I love James Marsden, but if all I ever saw of James Marsden was him as Cyclops, ugh, he's so annoying. Mm-hmm. I like his other stuff a lot more. But, you ready for his idea? I don't remember the guy's name. But did, uh, have you watched Umbrella Academy? It's really Yeah, good. of course. Of course I have. You know the monkey, the, the big, the huge guy, the, the monkey? Is yeah, the, mon- the mon- monkey, 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 not man, the monkey, man body. But you know the one guy, the, the guy, the huge guy? Uh, yeah, he's the, got the an, tall ape, guy? an ape for a body. Wouldn't he be an amazing Cyclops? I think he could pull that off. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh-huh. I, I, what is his physical presence like without the ape suit on? I don't know. I mean, he's super handsome. Oh, my God. His idea for Jean Grey. I have a lot of fantasy casting ideas for Jean Grey. You know who he lands who would on you, is... Who would you cast as Jean Grey? Well, on the face of it, Sophie, what's her name from Game of Thrones makes sense, although it really didn't work out and the movie was terrible. I don't I mean, blame I, her for that, and I, but I don't you know really I'll see have her as Jean week. Grey. She I'll, doesn't have the... I don't feel like she has the right... No. Tenacity to play Jean Grey. Well, and I, I love Thumka Jones. I love that actress, and I think she did a good job. She did a good job know. for the time period that the, that movie was yes. made in. Right, but I mean like... But none you know, of them have channeled the right energy. <laughs> here's, here's a very upsetting Oh, hi I'm see putting on I my helmet. I did see what you did right there. You you blo- you block list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you block. Here's a, here's a, you, you, you look good on you block list. <laughs> <laughs> that's for you we're all gonna get laid um the here's the thing this is this is a very upsetting fact that i'm gonna tell you the listener that you didn't know is that when uh, those big hollywood big shots decide to make a movie they don't actually start generally with a love of the source material that goes back to their childhood it often begins with like who would look who could we put on a poster that would make people want to see this movie um but speaking of game of thrones wait so you seen game of thrones some all none all so the wildlings do you remember agree you know nothing john snow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. oh how's that, how's that yes yes okay yes Wouldn't she be i forget the actress's name yeah. i think she's actually married to the john snow guy in real life or was married yeah she's yeah they did well yeah they were married for a while what is her name i'm gonna look that up while you she's a greet yes um yeah 
She's good. She's good with a bow and arrow. But how great would she be as Jean Grey? Wouldn't she be amazing? Oh, another I one they recommend. Emma Rose, Stone. Rose Leslie. Nah, that's it. No, I'm going to say no to Emma Stone. Uh, oh, if, you've already imprinted on her as uh, you know, the falling girl. Deeply. And I mm-hmm. feel like oh, boy. you can't undo that. Um, nope. That purple coat? Mm. Mm. No, purple skirt. Mm-hmm. Purple skirt. Yeah, no, purple she's skirt. she's already that. And then I feel like she's Cruella now. So she has a whole different thing oh, going Oh, that is hot, too. Um, she could do sh- it, but I feel like it, it now she can't. No, 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 I understand. Anyway, if I can find that for notes, I will. Notes, notes, notes. Remember this, Merlin. Um, um, also, the, the Emma Stone's done a lot of extremely good work. Like, she was great in The Favorite. Um, she's, she's great in lots of things. The single greatest thing Emma Stone has done in her career, I know you're thinking La La Land, uh, is the SNL uh, commercial parody called Wells for Boys, which I will definitely put into notes. Um, but we'll wrap that up for now. New Relic. I have one of their pint glasses. Do you? Are you drinking bon, out of bon. it right now? No, no. I'm drinking out of a regular British pint glass pint glass right now. Did you watch uh, Inventing Anna? Have you watched that? Mm, no. What's that one? Oh, Anna, Del- Anna Delvey, the the woman who like built a lot of fancy New York people out oh, of money by acting. Yes, that's right. Like and, a German heiress. And, and that's got Julia Garner in it. Julia or Anna yes, 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 Del- yes, yes. Delvey, the, the girl from, the, girl from um, the Matthew McFadden movie, The Assistant, and and yes, Ozark. She's oh, I gotta watch that. She's, she's also, oh, you wait a minute, hold, hold on, ho ho, whoa. No, I know. You haven't, okay. you haven't seen that one. You get, you got to get I, on. I kind of fell off it. I need, I need. To no, go back. I'm telling you, that is amazing. She plays Ruth okay. in that, and she Ruth. is that show. As far as I'm sorry to uh, to to mm-hmm. J- Jason Bateman, uh, Ruth mm-hmm. is that show. Master she Bateman. is amazing in that. Okay, I'll watch that. Um, um, yes, what was my point? Oh, yeah, Matthew McFadden and Adele Foundation. She talks like Nandor. Um, you know, Dan, <laughs> enough of this wallowing in hypocrisy. We had a funny thing happen. Okay, this is called a uh, segue. You, you, you write it and it's self-balancing. Um, my self-balancing segue is uh, we had the funniest thing happen. We're a little off our schedule right now. I don't know if it was a week ago or two weeks ago. But you mentioned something in passing that kind of blew my mind because we're both, you know, cheapskates. Um, but you mentioned you got a new computer and I had not been talking a lot about this, but I, I think we might've gotten almost exactly the same new computer. Mm, I think so. And I, I love mine very, very much. And I would like to talk about it with you. I'd like you to talk to me about it if you'd allow it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've actually just took mine on this trip to New York and I can talk about all of that and how it, how it was. With those, with those little feet, little feet, it's that, not going to touch the table tray. You know, I love that. It, it raises it up. It I amazing. love little feet. I like to raise people up. Yes. I stand, I stand in my truth, just like mm-hmm. Laverne Cox. I just want to say in passing, cause this is not going to save me. Uh, this is what Alex uh, Cox and I call the chicken problem. I feel the need to preface this with why I bought a new computer, which is that I really wanted it. But here's what happened. I've been using, I've been using, um, I've been using and very happy with a 2019 MacBook Pro for a while. Well, you know, since over two years. And I've really, really, I, I really, really like it. It's like one of the best laptops I've ever used. It was so light. It was great. You know, it did have the touch bar. But it was whenever they first put the es- physical escape key back on the computer and first fixed the keyboard, that was the one I had. Um, just for what it's worth, and I know this doesn't save me, but mine bricked. 
a couple weeks ago. And I don't know, it might have, I, I have tried a lot of different things. Yes, of course, I did all the reset the SMC, I redid the everything. I, I even got to the point of trying to bring it up with Configurator 2 to reset the um, firmware. Like, the, the like, you know, but I haven't taken it to the genius yet. Um, so anyway, but I also really wanted it. I've been really wanting this, this new computer that came out, I guess, last year. Um, and I got it and, oh my God, um, we, we don't have to get into details that are, that turn into dollars, but like, I mean, for myself, I got the 14 inch middle option. The, it's got cores, one terabyte drive, 14 mm -hmm. inch. What did you get? Um, Smaller hard drive than that, but everything, it was the, the, not like the fully maxed out one, but you know, there's the one on the left, the one there's on the three. right. The, the, I, there was only two when I, um. Oh, I just mean in terms of the cores and, and which medics and pros and maxes options. I am checking right now. I'm looking at it. Right it, it I think we've it got, is the, the 10 core CPU, 16 core GPU, 16 gig unified memory, one terabyte SSD hard drive. That's the one I got. So okay, I think the same me, one I, you got. I wasn't, I wasn't listening to what you said. So I'm going to. I texted Alex to Same say, is it, okay? is, it, so is it okay if I buy this computer? And I sent the stats. Wow, I text with Alex like a lot. Okay, for the purposes of our discussion, we got the, we've got the new MacBook Pro. Mm. Oh my God, Dan. Mm. I, I, I don't have anything to say about this. It's not a cliche, except that it's so beautiful and so fun to use. Tell me what you like about yours. Well, if you look at the 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 case the chassis of it for me it's <laughs> yeah. very much a it's built like a brick poop house it, it is and it's but it reminds me so much of the old power books which, oh a hundred percent which which were not squared off edges but it's not tapered it doesn't right. have the teardrop shape it's got the classic like I you say power it. book like I love it yeah and it's heavy you know why it's heavy because it has all of the battery in it like you can just run this thing for so long if you're just doing basic stuff and i mean my biggest problem is i i can't I, I honestly my eyesight is really starting to go you cannot get a screen bright enough for me you can't get a room bright enough for me so i run it at full brightness even in battery and it still it goes mostly all day it is probably the best laptop mm -hmm. that i've ever seen or used and what's yeah. interesting about it is that their approach was not to try to make this some like avant-garde, red, you know, sexy thing. It was just like we're just going to. Well, yeah, give I mean, to put exactly, another way, stop innovating, stop right, innovating, right. and go back to what's really good for the kind of person that buys this. And if you here's People the thing: if you went to anybody who is just like a regular Apple laptop user and said, "What things would you really just want?" and you'd say, "Well, I want little feet on the bottom. I want an HDMI port that's dedicated. I want a SIM card slot. I want at least two or three USB-C ports. I really like the MagSafe adapter." HDMI MagSafe. You know, all of these things yeah. and it, they just gave it to us. They said, "You know, no one's really using the touch bar. We'll get rid of that." Oh, but I do like the fingerprint sensor. Okay, we'll put that on. I like the hardware keys. I want but the even escape down, key. Down Done. to like my previous one, which as stipulated, I loved. Um, and one of the things that was pretty frustrating and MacBook airy about it mm. was I had two USB-C, well, two, I think they were technically Thunderbolt 3, but, you know, two USB-C ports. And uh, as as discussed for I don't know how many years, this, if, the, if the state of USB-C 
dongles, hubs, and dinguses. <laughs> Dongle uh, title. Uh, t- t- uh, uh, if if the state of those was anywhere near human sanity, it would still suck. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's nowhere near human sanity. Mm-hmm. You cannot count on. I still find myself testing. It's like the days of going back to USB Mini or something, where you're like, "Oh, does this charge? Um, does this charge and uh, do data? <laughs> like, if I so the Thunderbolt three will work, or the four will work. Or, oh, now suddenly I, the, the the battery hasn't turned on, so something's not working. But even if the state, if you even if you could buy a five hundred dollar hub, of course this would be ridiculous. Even if you could buy a two hundred dollar hub that took care of all the stuff you would expect. Like, you know, it still feels like a Vio in some ways because everything's a strap-on. And, and like, just to do the basic kind of stuff, just to do for even a garden variety user, you'd want some USB-A. Like, you can't just throw this thing in a bag and run. Now this one, the new one, um, boy, it made me so happy. Head, headphone port, and it's on the correct side. Um, I mean, I could do 30 minutes on the screen, but I want to highlight something. The most surprising part of this... I have to admit I bought this somewhat quickly because I, I know from my friends that this is the this is the bee's knees and I knew I wanted I didn't need to be persuaded. Um, with that said, uh, I'm going to say something crazy. Um, the thing that surprised me the most as soon as I had to go in and start selecting you know what language what country start typing in you know my my iCloud password and stuff like that. Um, and, and this is coming from a person I, I can see in my sightline right now is a is a DOS keyboard that I'm not currently using because I'm addicted to Touch ID. Uh, I, I used to be a little bit of a keyboard enthusiast. I'm no like Jason Snell, but uh, I do have strong, pretty strong feelings about keyboards. I have strong feelings about keyboards that are not good. Keyboards that are very good can be nice. Um, this is this is not only the best laptop keyboard I've ever put my hands on. It's one of my favorite keyboards I think that I've ever used ever. Yeah, it's great. Just maybe just because it surprised me so much. Like I I talked to Alex about this. Like, am I just having some kind of weird new user halo effect or is this the most, one of the most sprightly springy responsive, delightful keyboards I've ever used. I love it. Yeah. It's, and again, that's going back to like what, what they knew uh, what what they know we want and what they know is important and they what they, and what, they what they fixed eventually and I you mean, know the, it, the thing is it, it looks good it, that's the thing it's not, it, I I felt like I'll tell you what I think Apple was wanting to do and where they mm-hmm. were wanting to do okay yeah. this is what I think I okay. think that Apple was trying to move us to a full like glass touchscreen kind of keyboard like very much <laughs> this the is your, Star the Trek. be in your bonnet yes. and let's make it everything like ios yes. in terms of the hardware and the software let's continually let's innovate on ios and then bring our half-assed version of that to the computer that you need to use because you can't use ios for this thing right and wouldn't it be nice if because look at what they did they had they they years ago introduced a trackpad that most of us still in our hearts believe is a clicky trackpad, but it's not. It's a stationary, flat piece of glass, so it's and it's the greatest, all haptic it's feedback. It's the greatest illusion ever. That it really it feels is. like it's moving and clicking. It and really is amazing. And so they did that, and then they gave us the track bar across the top. Like, well, we know people would reject if we just gave them a flat piece of glass they're supposed to type on, so we'll give them this, and we'll ease them into it, like a gentleman. But in reality, <laughs> it sucks, 
and it's it's not what anybody wanted and they finally just said okay i guess we can't go in that direction because it's so you i mean imagine making something that track bar that was just universally disliked and yes i know there's going to be the one dude in the audience is like actually i found it quite useful and i resent that yeah, it's been if you removed. install you better know, touch tool like, then you can have this yeah, like show so you your, your ethereum numbers. you know and and uh, eh, some, you know one man's garbage but it's yes, you know treasure. it's yes I feel like Apple finally, oh, I got to go. I feel like Apple finally got it and made something. We can talk more about this next week. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, really is, it really is a delight, but that the, I think you nailed it, which is that like there's things I would prefer to do on iOS, and there's things I would prefer to do on the Mac, and there's things I have to do on a Mac, and if I'm going to be on a Mac, I want it to be a Mac-assed Mac. Yes. Dan, have great fun with your VJ. Thank uh, you. Is that what it's called? They still call it a VJ? Yeah, it's still called a VJ. Have fun, get a VJ. Get a VJ from mm-hmm. him. I will. And uh, g- give him my best, and uh, tell uh, Dave Weiner uh, I send my regards from the Lannisters. <laughs> I will uh, do let's, that. Let's, uh, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.